Don't you know drugs are everywhere? Drugs are everywhere. Drugs are everywhere. You can't stop it. Turn the lights and make a pop and a pull. It's all in one time a day. Hey there, I'm Murph. I'm a former heroin addict, current alcoholic, and you're tuned into Self-Medicated Weekly Dose, a podcast all about drugs and the people who use them. As always, this program is inspired by the harm reduction movement, informed by my personal experience using all sorts of drugs for damn near 30 years, and enlightened by my special guests. And today, I've got one of my all-time favorite special guests making a return appearance. You know them from their voicemails, their emails, their DMs, their SMSs, their whispers in the wind. Please welcome back to the program, the listeners. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back, you who is listening, because the listeners of the Weekly Dose podcast, as we all know, are untapped. You have reached four, four, three, MK Ultra. So here we are once again. Thank you so much to everyone who, uh, you know, who's out there supporting the show, reaching out. I always want to hear what you think. I can rant and rave all goddamn day, as I always say, but I love to hear from from people listening. We've got uh, the phone number here. You, you can say you can get your voicemails in. Four four three MK Ultra is the number. Twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Call at any time, and uh, please leave a voicemail. Let's get right into it. The first one uh, we have this week. Hey, Murph. Uh, this is Jay. As a little story about the first time I got a uh, RSO syringe. We didn't know what the fuck to do with it. And me and my two other buddies, we took it and we rolled a blunt with it and squirted it straight down the whole blunt. The whole, like, what ended up being a $90 syringe, but we didn't know how much it fucking cost. We got it for free. And so RSO line down the whole blunt, rolled it up, started smoking it. After like four hits. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I had never been so goddamn high in my whole life. And uh, after that, the kid who gave it to us, we told him what we did with it. And he was like, dude, that thing should have lasted you four fucking weeks. It's a, it's a high-strength edible. You don't fucking smoke it, you idiots. That was the first time I tried ours. So, bye. Love you. <laughs> oh, my word. Uh, yes, Jay, uh, I love you, too. And thank you so much for the, for the call. Yeah, I'll tell you, that sounds uh, that sounds like a, a heady situation, you know. Now, uh, RSO, uh, you know, for, for folks who, who may not be f- as familiar, is um, is uh, is a high concentrate uh, cannabis extract, uh, and the syringe he's talking about is not not a uh, you know not a hyper hypodermic needle, but those syringes, the plastic syringes that you can squeeze out a little bit of something, you know, for for when you're really trying to regulate the dose, you want to you don't want to take too much of some small dosage. Uh, in this case, it's the RSO syringe, and RSO is uh, uh, um, from for uh, Rick, uh, Rick's. Um, yeah, jeez, I almost, I almost, <laughs> I almost said Rick Springfield, uh, but that that ain't right. Um, I wish that I had Jesse's girl. Uh, no, it's uh, Rick uh, uh, Rick Simpson. Rick Simpson Oil. So RSO is named Rick Simpson Oil because Rick Simpson uh, created it. He had some uh, some cancer pain, I believe, uh, and and suffering from from his from his cancer. So he, he created a, a very high, uh, potent see uh, cannabis extract. I think it's like ninety percent or above on the THC. So it's real, real. Uh, it's a lot to, to take at once. You know, you, you're flirting with psychedelic experiences potentially at, at those levels, those THC levels. Uh, so Jay, you know, smoking this as well is definitely uh, not the uh, the standard administered route. 
it's that uh, my understanding is that can even potentially be very uh, dangerous with the, with the the alcohol base of the of the RSO and who knows you, you you're still with us it sounds like and you sound like you got really nice and high so fuck it I mean what do I know I definitely don't know about this because for my own uh, bucket list I I guess I'm going to put RSO on there because I've never had it so you know I've I've had some some high powered uh, TH and you know as as the as these. These um, the waxes and the and the and the tinctures and this, you know, this, that and whatever have have been uh, coming out with 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 the dispensaries opening. And, and you know, r- these things are more regulated now. I, I've had some high potency for sure. Uh, I believe I had a wax that I was working with once that was that was maybe 80 percent or something. But I, I've never had the RSO, Jay. So uh, based on, you know, I'm not going to smoke it. I'll you know, I'll, I'll do a little. You know, like a, like a little uh, little RSO rabbit. You're glad you're still with us and you had a good time with it. Uh, I'll get back to you. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have to go out and get myself. My bucket list starts today. I could die at any moment, for Christ's sake. Who knows? So I'm gonna go out and get myself uh, some RSO and uh, and 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 try it out. And I'll, and I'll get back to you on that. Uh, thanks once again for calling in. Our next listener is uh, Imani. Thank you for for emailing in. Imani asks, "What's the longest you've ever been sober?" First of all, so sober. I don't know. If, I don't know what you mean. If, if we're just talking, like no, no weed, no booze. I mean, c- caffeine. Like I, you know, I think most people, if you're saying sober, you're talking about more psychoactive drugs. I think caffeine, nicotine are probably not, not in there. But you know, depending on who who, who you're asking, uh, we've all got our our our, our sober lines in the, in the in the in the sober sand. But yeah, I I kind of think I, I would imagine what what you're asking here, and I would say about ten years ago. For 30 days, I, uh, me and my lover Diana did a, did a cleanse, one of these you know, fad uh, cleanses that, were, that were, it was hot at the time. Um, I, I don't remember exactly what the hell it was, but it was basically you know, your, your gut health. It was kind of resetting your guts. So there was no, you know, no nightshades, like no tomatoes or, or, or uh, eggplant or whatever the hell. Uh, and it was just like lean protein meats, and then two meals were just uh, uh, juice, just like a juice or a smoothie or something, but not with a yogurt or anything. It was a very, very, very uh, restrictive in that way. And it was basically just um, uh, no gluten, no, so no bread or anything. It, it was, it was, it was a tough, like the first week was that, you know, you know, you're kind of going through like withdrawals. You're very foggy. You're very strange. You realize how much sugar and, and salt that you just pound into your, into your guts on a daily basis when you do one of those kind of cleanses. And of course, no, no, no booze. Didn't say anything about weed, but my thing, of course, is I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play with fire like that. Like if I'm trying to do something where I'm like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to eat a uh, uh, you know a box of fruity pebbles, then I'm not gonna tempt myself with the, with getting high uh, and and you know trying to just walk away from the fruity pebbles. That that's just really you know trying to trying to push myself to the limit. So I, I didn't smoke any weed, didn't drink anything uh, for that 30 days. I remember that that was about. <laughs> so I think that's my answer for you, Imani. I, I, you didn't say yours. I don't know you know if, if you're. Yeah, I'd be curious to hear um, what people in general, especially if you're not counting the days. You know, there's some folks out there who, of course, are counting counting those those sober days, and uh, you know that that's uh, you know that's 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 not my jam. So I don't really totally think about when when it uh, when it happens and when it not. Also, I always wonder sober. Like I always thought of sober as like so if you have a drink, right? Let's say two beers with dinner. Um, let's say three beers with dessert. Uh, you know, but whatever it is, if you're not intoxicated, but you you have ingested, 
you know, the, the booze. I, so is that so like you're saying, oh, I'm sober. Or I'm sober to drive, whatever it is. It, you know, I, I don't know. But uh, I would say that uh, uh, that 30 day stretch I can absolutely account for, for sure, uh, 10 years ago. Uh, and, uh, you know, I felt great at the end of it. Uh, felt a little delirious, a little punchy, a little cagey in the mind. The body, though, felt, uh, felt pretty good. You know, I'd been really taking piss poor care of myself, eating. There was some hard eating those at that time when me and uh, Diana first got together. We were both just just, you know, celebrating just, a, a, you know, the, the hedonism of it all. Just the love, the lust, the foods, the delights. We were pushing it real hard. We went on this reset, felt good, celebrated at the end of the 30 days by having a, you know, going to our favorite cheeseburger spot, having having a beer and having a, having a massive cheeseburger. Didn't feel great. We're right after, uh, you know, if I'm, if I'm being honest, felt, felt really like halfway through the burger. It was just kind of like, Ooh, um, you know, but I powered through, I, I, you know, I, I dug down deep, uh, and powered through. So, uh, you know, I, I we got back and then we just kind of, you know, it all fell, fell apart. We didn't, uh, we didn't stay any sort of diet. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that was a 30 days. That was, that was, that was the old 30 days. Uh, and let me know what your, uh, Imani. Thank you for, for reaching out. And I'd love to know what uh, what your what your sober stretch looks like. Your your record best. Now this this next. So here's the ba- here's just a little bit of backstory for this. This uh, this 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 woman L J uh, says that she her her sister just graduated from drug court recently, and her mom got her. Uh, she's a big fan of the show Friends. And so she hit up drug court. She, you know, she's gone through the, the treatment stuff otherwise. So drug courts generally, uh, they range from like, I don't know, I think like a year to 18 months or two years. Some of them are two years maybe. There's a whole program beyond just the initial uh, steps. And so I think this was, it was, it was, it was a, an opioid uh, situation here with her sister. And because I remember LJ, if LJ, I think we've we've IRL had a conversation about uh, MAT and the buprenorphine methadone program that your sister was going on. Uh, but so she graduated drug court, and your mother gets her a uh, Matthew Perry's memoir for uh, you know uh, for her graduation, and uh, she's a big fan of Friends. So everyone's excited; they're talking about Matthew Perry, and so LJ, you know, kind of says, "Well, I remember, you know, I listened to the the show and." You know what's your beef with Matt with Matthew Perry is the question that was that 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 this uh, this message ended with. What is your beef with Matthew Perry? And you know by beef, one of the titles of 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 one of the Weekly Dose episodes is in fact fuck Matthew Perry. But you know it's a tongue in cheek thing. It's not personal with with Matthew Perry necessarily. Um, I mean it is a little bit I guess. But overall, it's more the ideology. Uh, which I do think is 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 shit. So, you know, it was hard in, at the time when I did this the episode. It was uh, he just he just done a Diane Sawyer interview. His memoir came out, and you know he's re- he's reading. Uh, uh, oh, speaking of which, too, whoever it is that has been calling four four three MK Ultra and leaving little little Matthew Perry tidbits, you'll appreciate now too because I, I was going to see how many of them would come in. There's been at least five or six messages on there where the, where it'd be like uh, just a little. A little uh, a line from Friends, like I'd hear Matthew Perry, or Matthew Perry doing some other thing, or it'd be like the Friends theme song, but just the part where they like clap. So like, you know that that kind of stuff. So someone has been having some fun on the Four Four Three Ultra ever since the Matthew Perry episode that I did. 
So bless you if you're out there and enjoying yourself. So, so you know, I was I was just going to see, but but my guess is you're. This is not LJ. I, I, I don't think this is someone separate. But we're getting our Perry in today. Uh, is the point. So yeah, I, uh, the beef with him mainly, and, and I found this clip. I'm going to play it uh, here, and, and kind of this will help me get my thoughts in order on Mr. Perry because it, it's not. It really isn't personal. It's it's more just a, a mindset and attitude. Of the abstinence, you know, uh, uh, treatment programs, the addiction, the disease model of addiction, the there's a lot of things, and not to mention the celebrity and the and the the privilege of like you know people love to say all the time, oh, addiction it doesn't care if you're rich or poor, or black or white, a man, a woman, addiction affects everyone, uh, which is certainly true, uh, certainly true that pe- people struggle with drugs because drugs, you know, they're they're chemical substances, they don't. They, of course, don't uh, don't have any any uh, prejudices or preconceived. No, that's not how chemicals work. But who does have a hell of a lot of those immediately on the other end of after someone uses those chemicals is all of the systemic, uh, you know, the, the 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 attitudes, the stigma, the the rehab industrial complex, the way it's set up, which funnels through these kind of drug courts and things, uh, the, the criminalization of certain drugs and and how that's dealt with. Uh, so, you know, of course, it's always you know, the, the bag of, of sh- dog shit that's been lit on fire always ends up, you know, at the intersections of, of the race and class and, and gender and stuff. So that obviously isn't just, uh, you know, by chance. Uh, so Matthew Perry using his drugs and, and whatever it was, seven million dollars or whatever he says he spent on rehab. That's that's always just, a, you know, it's a fun it's fun to get advice. It's, it's fun for him to come out and say, well, I wrote this memoir because, uh, you know, I want to help people. And I again, I'm not even judging him. Maybe he fucking does. I don't know. Uh, but if he does, and he's just doing a poor job of it because he's not mentioning the, 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 a lot of the basic life-saving measures. But it is funny to just kind of go, well, yeah, you had you just thrown millions of dollars at these, at these you know, Malibu uh, resorts in between seasons of, of friends where you're raking in some money. And, and it's not all about money, and you clearly weren't happy, and you're having a rough go of it. And I, and I feel for you, Matthew Perry. But then, like, maybe we just don't need to check in with Matthew Perry for any advice, you know, on, on the thing. Because he's like, yeah, I don't know. I just did it a bunch and spent a bunch of money until I almost died. And then I stopped doing it for now. And it's day by day and whatever else. And I'm selling a memoir. Okay, the memoir, too. That's great. Let's know your personal experience. But, to, but, to, but to, at the end, in this kind of this, this idea of, well, I'm, I'm going to, you know, help people. Then it's like, brother, you got some, you got some, uh, there's a couple of, of, of big things you missed, a couple of life rafts you, you missed mentioning on your little uh, book tour there. It was, uh, it was, it was very, it kind of got a little spiritually and, but because at the end of the day, you're just like, yeah, man, I, no one can, regardless of whether I want to mention, you know, Narcan, fentanyl testing, just overdose stuff to be like, just so people aren't dying because they're completely needlessly dying of, of, of overdose. But even just from there, it's like, no, there's, there is no advice from a person. That's just not, that's not the way this fucking shit goes. Everyone's got their own situation. Um, just be there, you know, support and love for people. That, that's easy enough to just go. If we just give that to, to, to people and compassion and, you know, get the stigma and the criminalization to take a hike, you know, that, that, that's pretty straightforward. But, but, you know, if you saw the Diane Sawyer interview with Matthew Perry, there was none of that said whatsoever. Um, and in fact, this clip I have here that I want to want to dive into is, you know, it's a debate uh, it's uh, Peter Hitchens, the British conservative dude. It's on the BBC. And Matthew Perry, it's about drug courts, basically. Uh, and so the debate is, 
you know, Hitchens has wrote a fucking ridiculous book. He's written a few of them uh, on the subject, uh, but there's one that, that in particular on the, that he said, we never really waged a war on drugs. Everyone says that we lost the war on drugs. You know, the, in the UK and, and the US never really waged the war on drugs to its fullest potential, you know, and, and really, really dropped the hammer on people, which obviously in some countries, we, they most certainly did. Death penalty, just right out in the streets, just shooting people for, for possession in the streets. Duarte and, and, and other countries have very, very uh, strict drugs. So we've, we've seen that tried. Uh, and then failed. But but basically, anyway, just to get back to fucking Matthew Perry and his, and his drug court situation here is that he's a proponent. He's a huge proponent of drug courts. He loves them. Now, from what I understand, and I didn't get all the way through the memoir, so let me know if, if, if anyone knows otherwise. But I don't even think Matthew Perry has ever been through a drug court. I don't think he's ever been arrested. We've heard the sensational side of this. I never heard of him getting arrested. So I, I, I think, you know, of course, he, he likely skated on that. He's a, he's, he's a well-to-do man about town. Uh, so you really got to do something fucked uh, for that, uh, you know. So I think I don't think he went through drug court, but I could be wrong. Again, I could be wrong. He doesn't say explicitly that he did. He just says they're great. So let's, uh, and, which I have, a, I think, is a huge fucking problem. So that, that's why I have a beef with Matthew Perry. Is that from a policy standpoint, from an approach, from a person who's speaking, attempting to speak on some uh, with some authority based on his life experiences. Uh, his life experiences were, were you know, he, he had his, his his bottom powdered pretty pretty consistently, even through the worst of it. So, and God, I, I wish everyone had their bottoms powdered. It's nice, you know, it's nice to get your bottom powdered, especially when you're not feeling so hot. But, you know, that sadly, that's not the situation for a lot of people. So, so I, I think speaking from that point too is, uh, you know, if the main takeaway is just uh, pony up $7 million and eventually you'll maybe not die and you'll stop, you, you know, using it, that's, that's, that's not really much advice. So he loves his drug courts. So there's a little bit of a debate here uh, with, with Hitchens on BBC. So I'm just going to, we'll pop in and out because there's some things missing here. So let's take a peek. The actor and former addict Matthew Perry, the journalist Peter Hitchens and Baroness Meacher, who chairs the UK All-Party Parliamentary Group on Drug Policy Reform. Why do you have such faith in drug courts? Uh, well, that's uh, kind of an easy question to answer. I see that they work. I see that uh, I've been involved with them for about four years and a little over four years. And now, again, real quick, I, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that's. He's been involved. He like speaks at these uh, conferences. There, there's an organization I can't think of their name right now, but. Uh, it's like uh, All Rise, I think. Now I remember because it's a pun. It's a pun on the judges. Uh, all Rise for, uh, you know, public health. But there's a judge involved for some reason and not, uh, you know, not health uh, professionals. But uh, he says he's involved for four years. He does these like, spe- and I imagine they're paid, handsome speeches. Uh, maybe he has some stock in, in these drug courts. Because these drug courts are a lot of, you know, for profit. They're mixing. They're in the rehab industrial complex. They love the revolving door. Um uh, the, these, uh, you know, the, 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 these courts that are still just court. I mean, you're calling it court. It's still called court. And if it ain't night court, then I don't give a goddamn. Uh, it's, it's dog shit. Um, so he says that he's been involved in four years. I don't believe that's him going to them. I believe that's just him uh, champi- championing them. Uh, people that go through drug court have a uh, 55% less chance of uh, seeing hang- handcuffs ever again. How do you know that these people wouldn't have quit their drug habit anyway? Well, that, that gets into a bigger question of whether these people are addicts or not. Mm. You know what I mean? If they're, if they're drug addicts and alcoholics, then they're going to keep going until mm. something stops them. 
and drug court is a wonderful way to to interrupt that process. Okay, so they're going to keep going. This assessment here is interesting because they're going to they're going to they're going to keep going until they stop. So okay, that's you know, or 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 they don't. But he's saying of this, this that fifty five percent is also non total nonsense too. Um, because yeah, that, that's not. I don't know what he pulled that. There might have been one particular group, one class of of, of these early. This also uh, really quick too to put some context on this clip. This is an older clip. This is, this might even be, uh, you know, now maybe ten years ago, maybe eight, whatever seven eight years. It, it's an older clip. Uh, so we have a hell of a lot more data on these on drug courts since then. So this, of course, certainly didn't age well. Uh, drug policy alliance did it did a great uh, a few years ago as a, as a you know a very comprehensive and we've seen more since then of of looking at these numbers and looking long term and being like well, the, the the idea that people are just going to stop using drugs anyway is is uh you know there's a percentage of people who are going to do that regardless of of anything else and there are some people who are never going to stop regardless of anything so it's you know you'd say if anything it's just a wash it's like okay well then i guess we just have it except for the fact that you're still dangling you know j- prison in front of people so the, the, this you know this idea of like oh it's it's a it's the humane way to deal with it it's hard with a straight face to 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 to, to you know to be on the on the uh, you know shilling the, the the drug court s- system and just the concept of drug courts if you're so heavy on the disease model of addiction because because then you're still just being like think about what you're saying now, if you're just trying to do the thing where you're like, oh, slow and steady reforms, or, you know, anything, anything, can, any little bit helps if, if we can get, you know, then fine. Then you're fucking, then you're, then you're a slow, a low and slow milk toast slug. And, and you know, we have no time for you because people are fucking dying. But regardless of that, I think that there's this other weird thing where it doesn't even sound like that's what it is. It sounds like he's legitimately excited and saying drug court is, is a great thing because it, it works. And that's just not, that's not true as, as we've seen. And it's a, it's a way to not throw these people away. So it takes first-time non, mm. uh, non-violent drug offenders. You'll also notice literally every person who has ever spoken on behalf of drug courts and, and for uh, drug courts always mentions the first-time non-violent drug offenders. You know, o- Obama, uh, Martin Sheen, Matthew Perry, you know, all the celebrities, but, but all, the, all the professionals, too, from the drug court world. Uh, it's very, very, very quick to, to, to stress that these are first time nonviolent drug offenders because, uh, you know, the others, you say we don't want to throw people away. Well, if you're a second time or, you know, a violent, there's a lot of lot of uh, things that fall under that uh, for circumstances. But, yeah, Matthew Perry, make sure to hit his talking points for sure. He is an actor after all. Instead of throwing them into prison, it puts them into a. Uh 18-month to two-year program. What's not to like about it? Well, the evidence in favor of them is pretty scanty. There haven't been many. I, there's another fucking thing I just despise, too. You're so, going with this just softy fucking centrist garbage is that you then leave me to agree with Hitchens, uh, you know, who's fucking uh, worming around on the right. Like, you know, so you're just like, what, what you... Leaving this because he's right. The, the, so the, anyway is the point. Like you, you just Perry just delivers just a, a, a bowl of, of vanilla, fat free, sugar free. And you're like, is this even yogurt? I don't know. This is this just feels like a, 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 a bowl of mush. I've been reading the, uh, the, 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 the good night moons to my 
to my daughter, the, the old classic goodnight movie. A bowl full of mush. That's what Matthew Perry's uh, entire uh, public rhetoric and and uh, philosophy behind addiction and you know him wanting to help people. It's just he ends up just giving you a bowl full of mush, and then Hitchens gets to step in. Serious studies. I think one in Baltimore, <clears throat> one in Arizona, and one somewhere else in the United States, and they tend to suggest that over the long term then they don't make much difference anyway and the selection of the people who go through them i think has some has some impact on it but the real problem for me is this that what you're saying is you're, you're effectively you're seeking to fail in the criminal justice system the whole point of the criminal justice system and we forget this all the time is to deter people from committing crimes once you've arrested someone once they've appeared in court it has already failed and to soften the court system, to make it into a kind of jolly where the judge wears tracksuit bottoms jolly. and is nice to the offender. Oh, you, you, you should see some of the things that have been going on in this country, the West London Drug Court, where the, the judge, as I said, <clears throat> wore tracksuit bottoms and was macy with the defendants. This gives the impression, not of the majesty of justice, but of somebody tr trying to be nice. Now, actually, it doesn't do anybody <laughs> any favors to try and be nice to drug well, takers. There's nothing no, it doesn't do anyone any favors to try to be nice to drug takers. This is the there's a lot there too. Uh, the the lovely, uh, you know, get, getting matey, getting the, the 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 judge just wearing sweatpants uh, is is just too uh, too much. It's an affront to the majesty of justice. My word, uh, and it's it's a real jolly. I love when people speaking from you know, regardless of of what uh, sort of what sort of reading you do there, what sort of reading and writing you do. You know, you're, you're a real academic uh, powerhouse. But you know, you you have no fucking clue what the what is going on in the real world at all. To suggest that any tangling, however brief it is, with with the criminal justice system is a fucking nightmare. Uh, it's a true nightmare. And, and and once you're pulled into a certain degree, my word, is it is it difficult to get out? So very funny, very, just suggesting that this is a oh uh, everyone everybody's friends here. Well, I'm I'm a I'm a judge, but I'm a drug court judge. Look at I got my track my track suit on. Um, let's have a jolly is not uh, is not any reality that anyone has ever been through. Uh, and certainly Hitchens is not at intake there watching this, let alone following it uh, throughout. There's a great deal wrong with it, because if you want to stop people becoming drug users, then the best thing to do is, is, is to make sure they never start in the first place. And an effective deterrent criminal but justice system the point is, is, is you're dealing would with actually do that. Well, yes, you're, because they've started because the criminal justice system is so feeble. Isn't the real problem? It, it, it's, it's feeble from the start. It, it, I'm speaking more to the U.S. than than in than in Britain here. I don't I don't know exactly the same as apples to apples, but the idea, this idea that that there's a, there needs to be a sternness that it's too weak, and it's like again, if you remember the rhetoric of 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 the uh, you know the '80s in the in the heyday of of the U.S. drug war, it was up up and away. It was it was it was bombs away. The the the, the uh, you know the military. Um, uh, you know, an analogies and the, just the language, the, the, the tone of everything it was it really was. It was a remarkable. These senators, uh, not young, but younger, Joe, Joe Biden, uh, Strom Thurmond. Uh, you know, there, there was a lot of a lot of greats on the on the floor of the Senate there uh, in the 80s. And, and Reagan, of course, in, at the, in the White House. And it's just like that to, to pretend that that wasn't, you know, a, a ton of money and some insane penalties for things, putting people you know, away for for small amounts of 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 drugs for you know decades is, I mean, really, again, you get to the next step, which is like, well, you want to start shooting people in the street because that won't work either. People are going to do their drugs, but at least we can go like, hey, we we pushed it about as far as we can. If if 
if a mandatory minimum sentence of of 15 years for a for a little a little handful of crack is is not enough for you mr hitchens then uh, we're just gonna go have to have ourselves a jolly Ernest Meacher, you can have a contribution here, come on. Isn't the problem that by the time you get to a drug court, you've already assumed that, that drug addiction is a crime. Actually, drug addiction is a health problem. So the first thing you've got to do is some preventive work, prevent people becoming drug addicts, and that we now know there's good evidence that you can do that. Portugal have switched vast sums of money from yes. prisons Thank to treatment. They have vastly more people in treatment than we do here. Uh, they, they have a much better record than Spain and Italy. You can deal with this as a health problem evidence, instead of waiting till people get become really severe addicts, get into the criminal justice system, and then okay. No, I no, agree no, with you. No, uh, I'm not, I'm, can be I'm not a little more helpful. I'm not understanding your your point. Your point is to stop drug. Uh, drugs and alcoholism by just nev people well, never well, starting? Well, you too believe in this fantasy of addiction in which people lose... Fantasy your, of addiction. A complete fantasy, fantasy well, in which, in which people lose, lose, <laughs> lose, the, lose, lose all, all, all power over themselves and, bec and become victims of this terrible, frightening disease. But right After, now oh, you're anyway, quoting... Let me finish. This is what you believe. This terrible... Well, also, Hitchens, such a, such a slippery little bugger. Uh, this idea of, like... So Baroness dropped some, some, some truth there now. Speaking to the, you know, Portugal, the model that Portugal adopted uh, and saw, you know, I mean, there it is. The evidence is there and nothing is, you know, a direct comparison. Every, everyone's, you know, obviously cultures in different uh, countries are have their own unique set of circumstances. But the idea of just stopping the death, I mean, at this point, we're talking about getting, you know, hep C, HIV down and stopping death uh, and trying to get, you know, uh, people who are uh, having the worst of it back on their feet. I think that's, you know, that's been proven. Uh, in Portugal. And so I love Baroness popping in here just a little bit left to the left of, of, uh, of, of the, of the bowl of mush, the bowl full of mush that is Matthew Perry for sure. Cause Perry's making no points and not really saying anything of value. He throws out a fake statistic. That's not even true. Uh, can't, can't really back that up. And then is now, you know, uh, Hitchin senses. Well, the Baroness has made some points. Let me get at Matthew Perry. Let me just say addiction is, is, is is not even a real uh, disease, uh, and so here now we are on that little little side detour. Frightening disease, after which they cannot stop taking drugs. If you really believe that, yeah. then you would presumably think the best thing would be that they never ever came in contact with those of drugs. Course. Of course, wouldn't it therefore be wise to deter them from doing so yes. by a stern and effective criminal no. justice system, which <laughs> actually persuaded them it was unwise to right. take the drugs in the first place? When, when, when do I get to point, speak? Right? I'm if, dying you, to speak. if you really you, believe, speak, it, you, speak, you'd speak. Agree when with can quiet. I speak? Speak. <laughs> Okay, so I didn't come here to be quiet. <laughs> well, neither did I. No, I didn't, I didn't come here to listen to ludicrous things like that either. So well, you tell me why it's ludicrous if you're so close. I will. I will. Look, the American Medical Association diagnosed it a disease in 1976. So you're saying that that's incorrect. Look, people. Are you saying that that's incorrect? The medical profession is constantly doing extraordinary things. The American Psychiatric Association said for years that homosexuality Peter, was a disease. Peter, the key thing they is they were wrong. The, All kinds of things Peter. were said. See, Baroness tries to cut back in here too because now because now Perry is taking the fucking bait big time from Hitchens. Instead of fighting with people to say that that there isn't the science in terms of the, the human brain and the mapping, they've tried they've tried to do a lot of of things uh, in in terms of showing what happens to the brain receptors when you know certain chemicals are introduced. Whatever they're still studying, the brain's a fucking wild one to kind of take a look at. So in terms of conclusive, you'll always have you know factions come forward to dispute different you know studies and whatever else. So this idea of proving, 
you know, in the same way. Because we talk about cancer and whatever. The, the proof in terms of a lot of these other diseases are there, whereas it's, it's, it's not exactly that same, same thing. And ultimately, what I would just say is, who cares? Who gives a shit, Hitchens? Moving on to the points that, that the Baroness has made about, about Portugal and about a different approach that is uh, more, that is uh, cheaper, that is, uh, uh, has a higher success rate, saves more lives, takes better care, lessens harms, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and costs the taxpayers less money. All of these things are 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 on the table, or were on the table for a second, until Matthew Perry takes the, the bait that Hitchens is preferred, and especially the American Medical Association. She's like, yeah, and Hitchens is, is correct with his, yes, sometimes mainstream medicine, if you go through the history books, has, uh, you know, has certainly not batten a thousand uh, by any means. And in some cases, it's uh, very dark uh, what the uh, you know overwhelming consensus was at one time or another on certain uh, issues of the day. So uh, who cares about that? You ultimately have to get to Hitchens to go, who gives a shit? Whether you're taking drugs because you want to, whether you're taking drugs because you feel like you, 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 you have to and it's an addiction, you're compelled, whatever, whether you are, all of these are on the table. And ultimately, to, 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 to try to get you know caught in the weeds with that bullshit, it's just saying, who fucking cares, bro? Who cares? You're 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 going on a more Mr. Rationale here, Mr. Evidence, Mr. All this. You're going off of a moral standpoint. You're saying your Christian God uh, frowns upon, you know, the 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 degenerates who would dare to put, uh, you know, substances to blah 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 blah. That's your stance. That's not evidence. That's not logic. That's not reasoning. That that's just your judgment. That's you passing judgment from your Christian God. So who fucking cares? Like it doesn't matter if it's if addiction is a disease or whatever the fuck it is. It's like if someone's hurting and they and they are on the outside and the inside and they're withdrawn from their family and their life has been thrown into chaos mostly because uh, of the criminalization uh, standpoint of it and the stigmatization, you know, spiraling into into this use. That would certainly be not wouldn't be happening as often if 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 you know it was decriminalized and destigmatized. So there's that as well. So you, you're not you're working hard on the stigma. You want to keep that stigma up, up, up and away. With your, with your, uh, you know, your, your, your imaginary uh, morals passed down on tablets from the sky. So I'm like, I, I don't know what what Matthew Perry just immediately takes the bait. So here comes Baroness at least to try to try to wrangle it back. The key thing is, we've had this policy for 50, 50 years. We've had this policy. My life of of my tre- life is the objective of treating evidence. addiction as a crime. 50 years, and we now know that it doesn't work. It doesn't work anywhere in the world, increasingly in the US, Uruguay, and elsewhere, and in Europe, things are changing. My life is, I'm a a drug addict. So Hitchens dismisses the Baroness, just, just, yep, yep, truth, she said a truth, she said something true, she said something true. Finish your point, Matthew. I'm a person that if I have a drink, I can't stop. And so... It would be following your ideology that I'm choosing to do that. That yeah, I'm choosing. That's exactly my, not my ideology. It is my belief. Yes, you do choose. It is. And, it's, a, and it's a belief that you wrote in your book. Correct? You, you have a choice. Over Which, whether, you, whether you drink or not, you have a choice. Yeah. Over but your book is the only book in modern times that has this ideology. Yeah. So doesn't that teach you something? Well, it's quite often, quite, quite often unfashionable ideas are unfashionable because they are unpopular with, <laughs> with, with, with influential people. It doesn't necessarily bother me. There is, you tell me. What the objective diagnosis is to to establish so the existence of addiction in the human body. It's an allergy of the body, <laughs> and it's an <laughs> we're supposed, you, we're allergies supposed, of what? It, we're supposed to be grown men here, and you're making faces like no, the guy no, no, who's just, like I, the I guy just, who's it, like it, the guy who's wearing the pants that you were talking about earlier. I'm expecting you to come out in the pants. I in don't a know minute. what the, I don't know what the pants are. 
I, I don't know what that is a, is a reference to, but love to see those pants someday. It's a objection. It's an obsession of your mind and an allergy of your body. So this is what happens to me. I start thinking about alcohol. I can't stop. I can't stop thinking about it. And what's the objective physical proof of this inability to stop? The, there's a considerable proof. This is partly a genetic there's, problem, there's isn't it? Your argument is that it's genetic. willpower, Peter. It, of course it's willpower. People, the, no, all it's the people, not willpower. Look, people no, constantly no, no. stop both drinking and taking drugs. But you're just, if, if, you're just, if, if, you're just if, if a willpower person who's talking involved, who's wrong. If willpower it, were not involved. It's an effort, how would effort that of will on your part not to do it now, isn't it? I'm in control of the first drink. Mm. And so I do all these things to protect myself from not having the first drink. Sure. But that once I have that case, drink, though. the allergy of the body kicks in. This is all documented mm. alcoholism mm. proof. Mm. Again, all you can say to that really is you're like, no, that, that's, that's, the, that's the, the old 12 steps and traditions. That's the Minnesota model. That, 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 I wouldn't say that that's... Uh, I mean, it's, been, it's documented. People wrote that shit down. But in terms of it's a way to frame it for sure. So, and I actually don't mind. I think that that's totally right. Like I can't fucking drink. So I just got to do everything I can to not have one. I, I'll fucking certainly buy that for a dollar. Cause again, that's your own thing. Every, every, I buy everyone's own thing. If, if this is your thing, but I also think that is a common thing that I have heard a lot from people. So it, it, it certainly makes sense to me that you're just like, no, I, I can't do the one drink thing. So that for me shows like got to not have the one. Uh, and a lot of other people, even if you don't generally drink, unless you're a teetotaler, you know, or 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 you're, you know, uh, holding off for moral reasons, period, abstaining across the board, then you're like, yeah, people, most people can have can have can have one or two and, and not go wild. Um, but, you know, again, that's just like, who, who you know, so who cares? He's also talking about taking a drink. We're talking about people fucking dying in in in. Uh, in 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 prison and in the streets from a poison drug supply so it's like at least you know you're drinking the booze you know what it is you're getting i'm not comparing anything but i'm just like you're still just going back to these these AA traditions and then the allergy thing i've heard that floated as well in that same model um and it's just like yeah you're using a word that people know but then of course he could say well but an allergy shows like you know shows up in these ways from so you know and you're just like yeah now you're in the muck again then i then i can't stop after that our problem with Peter. What? I mean, I'm, I'm allergic to aspirin, but it doesn't mean I, 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 no. I, have, but I have Peter, to drink. But you have to look at the evidence, Peter. That is, what, is this, what, is this, what is this allergy? It's, 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 it's an allergy of your it's body. Just, it's just, it's just, it's just. Not that your aspirin point wasn't, not that your aspirin point wasn't, wasn't genius, but, uh, but you don't know what you're talking about. That's right. Okay. You've got to look at countries well, that have done I it do. differently. No, you don't. Can, you can't succeeded. come up with. He, don't, I asked him to come up with an objective, no, come an objective on. diagnosis of the presence <laughs> Myself. of this force in this. Baroness says, "No, come on." She knows exactly what Hitchens is doing here. I mean, you know, just like Perry, you're fucking embarrassing yourself at this point. You're you're you're, you're bumbling around. He, he he's not even had to actually speak to any of the points that have been made here that are that are uh, uh, that are moving the conversation forward. This is all just like personal, you know, uh, nonsense that doesn't really ultimately apply to or help anyone in, in any way. Whereas I'm like, he gets to ignore all the other stuff because you just keep hearing Baroness chirp in there every every couple of uh, of, of exchanges. Just like, uh, come on, the evidence. Uh, P- Peter, look at the evidence. Uh, what about the evidence? Body. We're not That's not an objective any. diagnosis. Yourself is the reverse he's, of objective. He's, he, but he's Myself and 10 million other alcoholics. I mean, that's also true. Again, he just says something dumb. So Perry says something dumb, and Hitchens gets to score a little point because he's like, "What? It's objective because you had a situation that is the opposite of objective." 
fanatics across across America and across the world are having are having these problems. But people people have problems with drugs and drink. People people like taking them and they don't want to stop taking them. But it doesn't mean they have a disease that That's needs to be treated. Well. So the American Medical Association is wrong in your well, if, opinion. If, if the American Association says it's a disease, yes, yes, of course they're wrong. It is. There is so all these doctors are wrong. The moment, but you're right. There's an immense fashion at the moment. But you're right. There's immense fashion at the moment for 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 simply for for dismissing the ability of people to take control over their own lives and to make excuses for them. We have, far from 50, from 50 years, been treating alleged addiction as a disease, as, as a crime. We've been treating it as a disease. And the result is we have many, many more drug users. than. Well, more. what's disturbing, my friend, is we've been treating it as both. So that's, that's kind of, I think, the problem here, is that we've, we've, we've been treating, we've been talking about this disease model for, for decades. And, you know, there, there's there have been treatment programs designed that are still certainly, I would argue, punitive in nature to some degree, uh, self-flagellating, moralist, uh, you know, high horsing, et cetera. But it, in terms of the, 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 the policy, the public policy and the, the, the law, it's been criminalized. So 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 you're you're suggesting you're, what you're trying to pull off is being like, well, we haven't really gone hard enough on the on the laws, which is bizarre. And then you're you're suggesting drug court, which is being like, no, no, we should still have a judge involved. I, I'm fighting so hard right now, and I'm not really bringing any great points. Talk about Matthew Perry there, but you know, I, I am trying to make this case that it is a disease, and I just keep harping on that and nothing else. Where you're like, and then your response to this disease is drug court. So you're 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 just a sick. You're both sick fucks. Let the Baroness say her piece for Christ's sake. Did when this policy started. The, the, this the is medical, the same. The Go medical ahead. evidence shows that addiction is in part a genetic problem and in part an environmental one. If you've got parents with an addiction, you then have, and if you then have abuse, sexual abuse, child abuse, you're brought up in a children's home, lots of foster parents, you've got this genetic problem anyway. The evidence is very, very clear. You have a medical a health problem, and countries that have addressed this and dealt with it as a health problem, are doing a lot better than we are. We can save money, we can, sa- we can reduce crime, we can get people better, stop having them on benefits, we can have them paying taxes. Swish if we from want the Baroness to save at the buzzer here. and help people, then uh, we know how to do it. Since we've follow, we followed your policies, more and more people have been taking dangerous and damaging drugs. Sadly, you are making Since we've ceased, ceased treating drug possession as a crime and have, uh, and have more or less... Pr- ceased either arresting or prosecuting people possessing drugs. Since we have classified drug takers... Wait, when did we stop doing that, bud? We have had more and more... I mean, measure 110 here in Oregon, but, uh, uh, you know, in terms of decriminalizing possession, that's also not... I know if he's saying in practice, he thinks that they're not... But he, again, has no fucking idea what's going on on the the streets for sure. Uh, So, you know, that's a funny thing to say. Well, we stopped doing that. Matthew, let me ask can you this. Can that possibly is, be right? Can I, just, can I just give him one quick put down? Uh, if you want to, you go ahead. You're yeah. making a point that is a ludicrous as saying that Peter Pan was real. Well, you keep saying that, but you, you, uh, you cannot come up with what? an objective definition of the thing which... I was going to introduce an argument that may be useful to you, Peter, which is this, that isn't the point about drug courts that, you, that people have to be compelled to get clean? 
And that in itself tells you something. Yes. They don't have to be compelled. Either. Well, they have to be compelled. You have to have well, the will. You, you, you have to, to do it. You have to have no. the willingness to change. Ah. Yes. Drug courts don't do much better than voluntary treatment. Drug yeah. courts do fairly that's much not, the same. That's not no, true no, either. It's not as crazy as what he's saying. No, no, but no. it's not true either. <laughs> well, there's no. It is true, though, Matthew. I'm sorry, it's true. The Baroness, the Baroness comes bearing evidence. If anyone would, uh, would uh, you know, I wish she just have like little leaflets or something. I don't know. There's probably, you know, if people don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. Uh, but that that is uh, I, I can back uh, that statement up for sure, that there's there's plenty of of, uh, of evidence uh, out there for that. So this is, again, where Matthew Perry's now doubling down, tripling down on uh, turning. Oh, you're not as crazy as this guy, but you're still crazy. You're not saying that drug courts are amazing. So you're so you're you're, you're you are kind of nuts, maybe not as nuts as, as Hitchens, but you're. Oh boy, you are you're you're not you know, and it's like no drug. This is exactly what she's suggesting is that 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 if you're saying it's a disease, what the fuck? She's very polite about it, very polite. Uh, but essentially, what she's saying is, is, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? It's it's a disease that needs court and needs needs people to be pushed into, like no voluntary treatment, like involuntary treatment, uh, coerced, especially at the threat of incarceration, is fucking nuts and definitely does not work and it, there's no evidence for that at all matthew perry there's evidence to the contrary research evidence to show that that you do as well roughly with voluntary treatment as you do in drug courts but actually but they've the key, got to want to do it they have and 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 to be well enough to do it and, and that is an act of stage, will but they've got to reach the stage have sufficient support sufficient treatment oh. no this is very complicated it's and they have to be cleaned simple, up Simple yeah. they thing, have to be you know, sober. it's just willpower. It's much more complicated. They have to be sober to make that decision. They can't yeah. be yeah. they can't be intoxicated to make that How decision. How is it that people ever cease to be addicts if what you say is true? Well, Santa. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, it's 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 terribly clever, but this is a very serious subject, and you treat it with immense levity. No, How you, is it? How is it that if, if what you say I, you're the one what you say, the policy levity. which you so smugly and 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 and, and loftily advocate this policy, which has led to disaster in, in, in Western countries for, for decades. How is it that if what you say is true, how is it that people, because it has, it, it has led to a laxness in, a, in the law, which has, which has meant many, many more people taking the terrible risk of taking the drugs, which you say are addictive, and we all agree are damaged? That is simply not true, and we know it, and the research shows it. Yeah. Quite simple. Okay. All you've got to do, Peter, is a bit of reading of the evidence and Re you will Read find something yes. other than your yeah. book. Okay, all right, that's enough. <laughs> Thank you. Read my I book. I cannot argue seriously. Do you know what? Read both their books uh, and then give the Baroness a call because she's the only one with any kind of sense. All this public discourse is just surrounding this the drugs it, it is it's all they'll, they'll, people latch onto a thing that can never be solved necessarily because there's no evidence either way and it's like and then ultimately like who gives a shit who cares if it is a, a, a disease or not um you know we're talking about bodily autonomy should be the the rallying cry here not whether or not it's something is is a disease for some people and not for others an allergy you know you get into semantics of all uh, of all of it it's you know this one dude saying it is morally reprehensible and, uh, you know, goes against his Christian God's uh, um, uh, laws. So then those laws should be the laws of the land. And that's just like, fuck off, man. If you're talking about what we put in our own body, then fuck you. How about that? Uh, who cares? I have a disease. I don't have a disease. I got a cold. I don't have a cold. Uh, you know, I got the trots. I got to go take a shit. I'm going to leave you over here. And on my way out, I'm going to say to Matthew Perry, bud, 
you got through it. You got some fliff. You got a lot of money. You got a nice little, you know, little, little palace for yourself there. Your book's selling nice. Uh, but keep the advice to yourself. The memoirs, the storytelling, your own experience, great. Share it. If it's, if it's helpful to anyone, great. But, you know, positioning yourself as if it is. And then going hard as a, as a cheerleader for drug courts uh, is just, I mean, can you be any less helpful? Matthew Perry. And I got to all the way to the end of the program to do my little Chandler dance there. So thank you. And thank you to the Baroness. Uh, and thank you so much to the listeners, especially for this episode. And please keep those calls coming in. 443-MK-ULTRA. The email is selfmedicatedpod at gmail.com. Uh, DM me at Murph Meyer on Instagram. You know, let's keep the conversation going. Thank you so much to everyone for tuning in. This has been your weekly dose. Hey, America, Self-Medicated Weekly Dose is hosted and produced by me, Murph Meyer, with support from Pop Culture Collaborative. Our theme song is My Congressman by 15, courtesy of Jeff Ott and Hopeless Records. Original artwork and production design by Diana Kolsky. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed the program, you can listen to new episodes of Weekly Dose every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. While you're at it, subscribe to the Self-Medicated YouTube channel to see new video clips from the show each week. Follow me on Instagram at Murph Meyer. And for some top-shelf harm reduction resources, head over to selfmedicatedpod.com. Also, don't forget, you can call the Weekly Dose podcast anytime to leave me a voicemail message with your thoughts on drugs and the people who use them. Just pick up the phone and dial 443-MK-ULTRA. All right, that's about it for me. I'll see you next week. Love and solidarity. Goodbye.